The Big Issue. Breaking down the issues that matter. Hello, listener. Welcome to Leadership Podcast. It is yet another edition of The Big Issue. I remain your one and only regular host, George Abba. And of course, I would like to apologize for the slight delay. The program that is built to start by every five o'clock was due to some technical hitches that's beyond our control. While as usual with me here in the studio, our in-house analysts who are here bubbling with not just action but reasonable action to take you on issue of the day as they come. Of course, we have Chibus of Haide, thank you so much And of course, the very vibrant Paul Abu. Of course, before we go ahead with the big issue, we appeal that you are via should endeavor to send your comments to this program because they contribute a lot in setting the agenda for robust discussion on the issues as we take them. And of course, the big issue for the day is PDP leadership crisis and the banana peel. Governors of the People's Democratic Party and elders of the party yesterday moved to save the national chairman of the party, Uche Secondus, from being removed from office. In doing so, they resolved to bring the national convention of the party forward to October instead of December when his tenure the tenure of the National Working Committee of the party under his leadership would have expired. The move to give Secondus a soft landing was to abad moves to force him to resign from office. The governors and stakeholders of the party resolved that a National Convention Planning Committee immediately set up to begin the process of the convention by October. And of course, in doing so, the governors had to pacify one of their colleagues, Governor Nisom Wike of River State, who was the arrowhead in the block to ask Secondus from office. Of course, the plot was aimed at stopping Secondus from recontesting the chairmanship position. Of course, Secondus travail in the opposition party is not new. It follows a tradition long established in the party that each chairman never complete their terms and usually end up in controversial circumstances. Under eight years of former president Olusegun Obasanjo, the party produced six national chairmen and of course there's one point about the party which is the high turnover of the party's chairman which many analysts and political observers have attributed to the internal contradictions and lack of internal democracy in the party. Since its inception, there have been more than eight national chairmen of the party, and the high turnover was recorded most during the Obasanjo administration. And of course, at the inception, Chief Solomon La, former governor of Plateau State, was the pioneer national chairman. And of course, he was the one who had that little bit of independence. 
He left in 2002 and was replaced by Barnabas Kimade, who initially had the backing of the all-powerful Obasanjo. But after he ran foul of Obasanjo, who had hijacked the soul of the party from the National Working Committee, one of it did not take much seat for the president to install one of his old comrades in the military, the man that served under him as federal commissioner for education in the 70s. Colonel Amadou Ali as a new chairman of the party. But Amadou Ali suffered the same fate he made suffer as he was quickly replaced by Aoud Obi, who in turn was controversially manipulated out in favor of Vincent Obola. And of course, the drama that played out during the Aoud Obi's Oscar was it was alleged or reported that. Awudogbe was forced to resign by Obasanjo after having a meal, a sumptuous meal of pandediam and bitterly soup with the former leader. And of course, in all, they two terms in office. Obasanjo produced six chairmen between the late president Umar Musa Yaradua and incumbent good luck Jonathan. There were three chairmen of the party. Of course, the resignation of Adamu Mwazu was considered a denouement to the protracted battle between him and Jonathan's loyalists, who had maintained that he contributed to the loss the party suffered during the 2015 presidential election. Then came Amadou Sharif, whose tenure was the shortest as PDP national chairman and produced the Amadou Makafin led Keteka committee after a parallel convention. Currently, second news is facing similar fate like all other past national chairmen of the party and now from what has been said none of the pdp national chairmen has demonstrated streak of independence as they are likely seen as lucky of the president in power only with the exception of solomon la who maintained little mindset that may have offended Obas in Japan. could this be what could actually be the reason for the travails of this national chairman of the party. So those are, that is what then to interrogate. What do you think has been the problem with PDP when it comes to leadership, sustained leadership? Well, uh, first of all, it's a party. The political party in a in a country that is still struggling to come to terms with or to imbibe democratic ethics as it were. Uh, the PDP came up shortly after, it was the party that heralded the democratic age. And coming from a military arrangement and a military mentality, military psyche, to some extent, many we tend to understand why they had the early rumbles because uh, people had not come to terms with the fact that okay this is how democracy ought to work and ought not to work but let me just you know go back a bit um i think where the whole and this debatable line i think where the whole issue started was when after the civilian agitation for a return to democratic rule advanced so broadly and got a lot of traction. 
the military in trying to hand over power, the military establishment, let me use that expression, in trying to hand over power, was still not ready to let go of power. And so they found a way of putting one of their own in charge. And by that I mean General Russo Now, it is neither here nor there what their motives were. Uh, but for them, their thinking was what we need in like, I think General Adibi made the reference, made reference to this the last time he was in there. The thinking was to bring somebody who is pan Nigeria and whose um, belief in a united, indivisible Nigeria mm-hmm. was prime. And so they felt, according to IDP, that the best person for the job at the time was uh, a job. Never mind that there was a talk about, oh, should we get somebody from the southwest to replace MK Wapiola? But overall, what we now eventually saw in the evolutionary process of PDP under Abbasanjo was a distinction of same military mentality in the administration of the yeah. such that we had the likes of Solomon La. I'm not sure Solomon La left when he wanted to be. I think he left because he saw and he said left because they saw that we were being muscled uh, um, out of the party. You know, so because there were other people too, I have had the opportunity of interacting with a few of them. Olawapo, Bengalapo Hashim, he was uh, one of the critical members in the process of PDP being registered and the early phases of PDP's administration. And you know, he gave an, he gave a picture of how they intended for the party to hold all of the structures were supposed to function in a certain way. They could call in ministers and ask them questions and ensure that party manifestos were hidden in governance and in party. You know. But along the line, maybe because uh, Obasanjo job being a military man had not uh, evolved out of that command control system and probably didn't have as much um, um, latitude, if you will, or the orientation or the mindset didn't fully key into the the need to have much more dialogue than give commands. Things eventually broke up. And then the push and pull for power detention and, and, and who controls the power block and all of that came in. So eventually it affected the party structure and affected the psyche of the party. And ever since the party couldn't recover from that. And so the power blocks kept shifting. It shifted from whenever there's a president, the president was solely, whenever there was a very influential president, you have a very, you know, the party move in the direction of the president. And when you have, when you don't have the president, or when you have the relatively weak president, you have a very strong governor's forum block. So these are the two elements that have shaped the way and the manner PDP has operated. Now, to a large extent, some will argue that the way these power blocks have managed the party have not been, you know, as... They, 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 they seem to have focused so much on power retention and the politics rather than growing the party. Growing the party the way it ought to 
such that it reflects in quality of governance in the overall. But give and take, the party is still here. Uh, it has managed to somehow, somehow, to maneuver and meander through all of the tough challenges that has come its way. At some point, many people felt, oh, this is, this, is, this is the end of the party. As of 2016, when the Ali uh, Sheriff and uh, and uh, Ahmed McCarthy crisis started, a lot of people felt, okay, this is the end of the party. Because as of the time, there was no stabilizing block, there was no stabilizing force, which would have been the presidency. They didn't have that anymore. And now you have two very strong blocks pulling at, each, uh, pulling at the half of the, of the party. So many people felt, okay, this was the end of it. But for some, I don't know what to call it, stroke of brilliance or some some stroke of good luck or something, you know, they maneuvered through that and they came off came off came off stronger, you know, going into a national convention, produced presidential candidate and contested the election. So the party has had a checkered history. However, Many would expect that some of the crises we are seeing haven't gone through this, the experiences they've had in the past shouldn't be what we ought to be seeing now. Of course, parties must have crisis. Parties must have a push and pull. But the quality of the kind of crisis you have is a reflection of whether you have learned lessons over the years and whether you are evolving in the right direction. Well, um, thank you, Chibita, because the point you made here is sacrosanct. Because at the end of the day, you just had to trace the roots of this leadership, leadership crisis to each root, in the sense that it was the foundation laid. And of course, considering the, president, the very first president the party produced, former president of Basinjo, who happened to come from a military background, Papa Basinjo was called then had this kind of militant approach in dealing with the party. And you see, it was a picture of that trace of dictatorship. So that at the end of the day, even as president who is supposed to be leader of the party and was supposed to operate in a manner that would allow internal democracy, was too authoritarian. And of course, you can remember, remember this incident where they said that after bringing one of the national chairmen Audubon to a sumptuous meal of pandemia, considering that hospitality, and now gave the man the shock of his life. Now asking to sign the air and the air after eating that pandemia. But what struggles of it was to trace the root of this party crisis to the root, through its foundation. It was the way the party started, and those who started the party. What do you think? Well. Uh... President, with due respect to former President Olushogo Obasanjo, uh, he made a very, very bad foundation for the People's Democratic Party in the sense that he came with this military, uh, coercive, regimental mentality where you cannot question uh, your superior. If you recall, uh, you, you said it, Chairman. I, I actually, PDP has had nine chairmen. I said, Oba. Uh, Alex Kwemu, who was there for about uh, three months or so. Uh, you know, in the, in the, in the military regimental uh, setting, you don't query, you don't question, you obey. 
and that is why the average lifespan of a, of a national chairman PDP remains about before uh, secondaries within the uh, just about one and a half years to two years. Uh, even at uh, the, the slightest objective criticism of the president action or the leadership of the PDP generally is seen as, as an effort to the personality of the president. And that is the mentality in Africa generally. You, I, I accept uh, places like South Africa where you have decent democracy, Botswana and the rest. But uh, most African states, inclusive of Nigeria, even simple constructive criticism is seen as 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 uh, a, 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 a top down, a challenge, a challenge, a top down on the person of the leadership, a show of power, a show of power, or like competition, and that is why, and that is what is reflecting even at the state level. Nobody, and that is why our governors operate. Uh, like emperor, and it, it brings to, to question the recruitment process, the recruitment processes of leadership in Nigeria. So that is the foundation of Bassendor succeeded in laying for the PDP. It weakens the party structure, the National Working Committee, because at any time, eh, the especially the leadership. The national chairman. Well, and that is not a good foundation for the party. Uh, there is a popular saying that catch a problem before it gets out. Unfortunately, the PDP tried to catch their problem, but they couldn't hold on to it until the uh, seven uh, uh, NWC members tendered uh, their resignation. And it will continue to, if care is not okay, it will continue to haunt the party. Well, thank you very much. But now, you see, when Chukwuzo was trying to trace the root of this leadership crisis, the party, he discovered that it had to do with the president that the party produced, yes. Obasanjo. Yes. But now, PDP is in the opposition without a sitting president, True. and Sekondus is facing the same thing. Where do the banana peels that often sweep this national chairman? Where are they coming from? Because now one would have said there's no president who won't to engage the national chairman in a council to let him know that he has some control here. The man from funding, the funding of the party, the man with the biggest horse, the man with the watches, try to detect the direction of the party. And everything points towards 2023. Everything points towards the direction of the Some people see secondaries as somebody that will meddle into the selection processes, internal selection processes of PDP. Especially of, the presidential. From the State House of Assembly down to the presidential uh, election. Because how do you start? The, uh, the selection of the election of candidates starts from. Uh, it, it involves delegates. And the delegates start from the world, world to the local government, to the state, to the zona. So I know, and the biggest, the chunk of the delegates come from the world. And anything, no matter what you do at the state level, it is Abuja. One, it is Abuja that will send electoral officers. If you are not in good uh, uh, relationship with Abuja, especially the national chairman, eh, you stand the risks. 
of losing not only you, even your anointed candidates, aspirants. So that is why some people see his Congress as a threat. So everything points down to 2023. And if I have the money, and I'm the one, and I'm supporting the party, and I don't like the actions of the financial chairman, you know what will happen. I may not come out openly to say, look, I don't want because um, I can go through both a, forms. A, 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 a case of he who pays yes. the piper. So that is what is playing out. Thank you very much. Um, and now those 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 people, mm. those those people seem to be seem to have won a bit mm. because uh Scondus may not contest at the October uh convention. Well um viewer before we continue let's just quickly take a short break. We'll be back in a moment. The big issue breaking down the issues that matter. Welcome back. This is Leadership Podcast. And of course, it is the big issue. And the big issue of the day is PDP leadership crisis at the banana peel. Of course, we are probing, interrogating the consistent leadership crisis in the major opposition party in the country that has resulted in a massive turnout of national chairmen within a very short space of time. Uh, oh, you said something here, yeah, of course. Mm. Identified funding as mm. part of the problem. Yes. But in this case, I think if I must be a bit fair to the party by not being too specific, River State Governor, Nason Wiki, is a um, the man that holds the A's in the party when it comes to funding for funding because yes, it is considered that he's one of the major contributors to the financial strength of that party. Yes. And it was a um, wiki that brought the uh, secondus to power. Yes. Now, let me say it was his influence. Yes. Okay. How come wiki was the man that ensured that secondus become national chairman? Is the same man fighting? Yes, you know, Secondus will not take that fight. Uh, we will not take uh, bullets from from Portacos. Uh, just like that. And fizzle out. Because in politics, actually Secondus is weakest senior. When Secondus was uh, River State chairman, we can don't sit on the same round table. Let us say it. Uh, it was the secondus and the governor then that were running the show in River State. So that 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 memory is still at the back of secondus uh, 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 mind. He, he, he anytime he looks at what what is happening around him, he can't just fizzle out. He can't just chicken out. Because UK is the sitting governor, he has the power of the powers and things like that. Uh, but politically. Uh, Secondus has grown through the ranks. It is it, it, not easy for a man to spend twelve years as a member of 
the NWC in PDB. He has grown to, to so solid in the party that he cannot just be wished away. And I give it to him for resisting, for not just resigning. He would have been the biggest blunder in his political career. He fought the, he fought the war. He fought it. Um, and at least in diplomacy, they say you take, you, you give a concession and also uh, have some. Actually, he, he lost two months and he also lost uh, the, the chance of the contesting. But he, he was not forced into resignation. You said something, then, Paul. Please let me make this observation. You said, good, it was good that was instrumental to secondus becoming national chairman. Yeah. And of course, when you want to compare the two in terms of politics, even the politics of the party, Wiki is nowhere where secondus is supposed yes. to be because it's more experienced, yes. more yes. connected, yes. and he's senior in all ramifications. Yes. But in this case, you know that whatever the Economic case is, you must not bite the finger that fed No matter how senior he is, Wiki in terms of politics, especially PDP politics, one thing you should have understood is that that is the finger that fed So you swallow your pride. The, the secondus so, actually bites the finger that fed Yes, that is why you say secondus will not tolerate, or he will not want to see. But the manner the governor was going about to. The issue uh, was uh, was not really democratic. Chibuzo, you think as a kinsman, as as a kinsman, you think so, Chibuzo? Hmm? Well, I most of the things he has said are spot on, um, but I think there's a different, there's a there's another dynamic to what he's playing now. You know, before before you know, you have to look at the period. Before the 2019 elections, after Secondus emerged, it was clearly a wiki game, purely a wiki game. And it was understandable. Um, it was about the biggest, you know, donors in the party. But I remember vividly while Macarifi, before, before Secondus, while Macarifi was there as caretaker of the chairman. He kept making references to party stakeholders in your states, put your house, your houses in order. Because we are expecting new entrants into the party. At the time, the rumor was heavy that you know they were going to have some effect, some party chief thing to turn to PDP from the APC. But it was not really clear, you know how it was going to be like. So by the build up to 2019 elections, the big boys started leaving the APC. The NPDP bloc started leaving the APC and they made a return to the PDP. And that changed the dynamics within the PDP. So it is expected that when you have an equally influential bloc, like the new PDP return, Things were never going to be the same. Whether Wiki went about his tussle with second with the right move is neither here nor there because it's now a case of everybody fighting for your interest and ensuring that your interest is still protected in the framework of the party. However, 
for Nigerians looking looking from the outside in, Nigerians are not so much interested in all of the you know dynamics of who who does what or who doesn't do you know what, 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 most of what's being played out. Nigerians are not so much interested in the in the personal interests of the actors. What Nigerians perhaps at the risk of speaking for all Nigerians, what most of most Nigerians will be looking out for is a party that has learned lessons. A party that is ready to do an election of 2023 with a different kind of mindset. A mindset that is focused on providing quality leadership. As it stands, whether the party has provided quality opposition remains a matter for debate. It has been one of the fundamental things even non-party members, even party members and some non-party mem members have raised over time. You know, of course, they've given up good press statements, the issues pregnant on the go and all of that, but people expect more from them. People expect, there was a time the deputy Senate president suggested the setting up of a shadow cabinet. A shadow cabinet. Of course, they criticized it. Oh, it, of course, the, the ruling party at the time says that they wanted to form a party within the, they wanted to form a government within the government. But and that that kind of uh, practice or system is more of a parliamentary arrangement than a presidential arrangement. But nothing stops the party from coming up with a structure or a system that ensures that they don't just criticize what government is doing, but provide practical. Um, um, direction on how things should be on finance, on security, on you know, name it on education. I would have expected that by now the party would have set up a road, a clear roadmap on how it wants to go about education, which is fundamental to why our large youth force are not properly maximized. What is PDP's position on these issues? What is PDP's position on healthcare? Those are the kind of things Nigerians want to see. These are the kind of things the international community wants to see. Those are the kind of things the non-political elites want to see. Good and expectedly, these push and pulls will happen within the party, control and all of that. But it will be, it, it will come across as a party that, that the party has not learned much from its previous experience if it continues to go in the part of parochial pursuit for power rather than ensuring the larger populace that they are ready to provide quality leadership. Thank you, Shibuzo, because when you said you spoke about whether the party has actually provided the kind of opposition that will keep the government of the day on its toes. And of course, when Nigerians are worried about the PDP is that apart from providing constructive opposition as the major opposition in the country, PDP by way of democracy is an alternative government. And of course, the worry of the Nigerians, the worry of Nigerians is that the major leadership crisis playing out in the party very often is the lack of internal democracy. And of course, the ruling of progressive Congress is gradually doing the same line. So how can we trust a political party that cannot put its house together to rule the country? Well, like I said earlier on, our recruitment process has been faulty. The way we recruit leaders into position, 
reporting in the past uh, 21 years or so since the fourth republic uh, started in 1999, where uh, people do things with uh, with uh, so much impunity uh, and nothing can be done. Uh, one man wants to instill on the entire population his ways. Uh, in some of in some other clients, especially in Africa here, yeah, you saw what happened to President uh, uh, the president one of the president of South Africa. Yeah, in the party. Uh, before Zuma, Tabombeki, it was a party that asked him hmm, to step aside. Dear, party supremacy yeah, is non, is, is something that you cannot, one individual cannot challenge. You see what is happening to Zuma? Where did Nigeria? It will not happen. Because in South Africa, the party is above any other person, including the leadership. There's a policy that the party must follow. But in Nigeria here, everything was all about... Uh, sorry to cut you uh, short. Uh, don't forget that that was what Professor Mende was insisting on, that party supremacy was must prevail. And I think that is what Professor Mende was insisting on. You see, you see the way a manner uh, uh, structures are being moved it is this structure even look at it from the local government to uh, to the even the federal level is worse it is what worse at the state level because the state assembly are just like an appendage eh? rubber stamp of the executive of the executive and the governor govern the state by executive fiat uh, everything he says go to some state capital without the governor Nothing happens. Even commissioners don't even go to office. So that is how governance is in Nigeria. And it's so disappointing that Nigerians are stuck, are stuck with these two major parties. They are, they are not providing leadership direction. A party that, that that is a party that is finding it difficult to govern itself, party administration, how can it chat a eh, chat way? For the entire country. So Nigeria had just even going to 20 going to 2023 election, like uh, I wouldn't want to use any strong word, but as it stands now, there's no direction. Uh, well um, you see, I agree with you, Paul. Uh, see, the, 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 let's now look at the country like the United States, where we call Peter and system of gov of, of, of government from presidential system of government. Yeah. So, so, so you just mentioned the US. Uh, Look at Governor Como. Of course. Sexual sexual uh, acquisition of uh, sexual harassment, harassment. Uh, and uh, abuse of office has led to his resignation. He's living the last two weeks. And interestingly, uh, it's his, his, his party members. Uh, yes. And he was pushing us. Including the president, President Biden. But in Nigeria here, we've had several cases where even people in Abuja have to back their own. Their own is. Eh? Uh, to avoid being ridiculed. You, know, you know the story. Of course. Eh? That, that is why I was saying, eh, like now in the United States, the two major parties, or the two, the only two political parties here, the Democratic uh, Party and the Republican Party, 
partly here of infighting within the party. And this, most Nigerians believe, is affecting governance of Nigeria. Because at the end of the day, if you can't handle a larger entity, that if you cannot handle your own house, which is now in this case your passion, how can you handle a larger entity? Nigerians are in a helpless situation. Nigerians are in a helpless situation. A party that cannot handle its own internal issues. Issues of government, issues of leadership. I don't be trusted. And that is a fear. That is a fear now. That is a fear. APC's own is coming. If the Bumi, the Bumi single out GDP here does not mean that there are some people that left the office. APC's own is there. It's for a point of time that we didn't even consider the Somebody nearly hijacked the party after Oshomo left. He's still there. He has loyalists. They, 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 might, they might be somewhere still talking and following what uh, the position of uh, Guillermo and others. That issue is still there. Remember, they, they are done with the uh, World Congress. They are heading towards Google government. The issue is still there. We don't want to dive into that one, but they have their own issue. So that is why I say, look, Nigerians are in a helpless situation. Because as a staff now, which other party? They talk about tech force. What can the third force do eh, in the next 500, 500 days to election? So, uh, but we still have a, we still have some glimpse of hope if after the two parties conduct their national convention, if there's no fault in the processes leading to the to the recruitment of their new leadership, maybe we'll have some sense of hope that the new leadership will chat. Well, thank you, Paul. Um, viewer, that is the much we can take for today's edition of the big issue. Join us same time tomorrow for another wonderful uh, episode of this program. For now, it's goodbye. This program is brought to you by Leadership Podcast from the stable of Leadership Media Group.